Hey, it's Bob Stoffer. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to Oilers Now ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer. Weekdays at noon on Oilers Radio. 630 Chad. 630 Chad and the Edmonton Oilers Hockey Club present the show that is everything Oilers. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer. Brought to you by Digitex. Office supplies at huge savings? Yeah, Digitex does that. D I G I T E X dot C A. On Oilers Radio. 630 Chad. This is the second hour of Oilers Now. Bob Stoffer and Brendan Escott with you. It's 105 in Edmonton. Oilers Now is brought to you by our title sponsor, Digitex. Wishing you and yours all the best during these challenging and uncertain times. Hugh Porter, Digitex.ca, Alberta's number one owned and operated place to buy office technology and software. You can text us at any time on our Ashley Fine Floors text line, 780-496-0063. Ashley Fine Floors, providing winning results for over 35 years. We're on Twitter, at Oilers Now. You can tweet me personally, Bob underscore Stoffer. And tweet Brendan Escott uh, at Brendan with two E's, Escott with two T's. We will tell you that uh, our next guest is brought to you every Thursday by Canadian Power Pack, Alberta's leader in electrical construction service, electrical prefabrication, and solar. We welcome back to the show longtime NHL goaltender, currently an analyst with the NHL Network, and soon to be either a president or general manager in the league, Kevin Weeks. Hello, Kevin. How are you doing? Awesome. Great, thanks. How are you? How's everybody doing out there? They're doing good. Look, we talked a bit about the our, our our show today has gone off a couple different. Well, some would say it's gone off the rails, but we've discussed a little about uh, Frank Bonner passed away today. He played Herb Tarlick from WKRP in Cincinnati, mm-hmm. legendary uh, sales totally. guy at a, at a radio station that was a terrible dresser. Uh, you know, I, I'm a bit yep. of a clo- I'm a bit of a close horse myself, so uh, you know I've never mm-hmm. been accused of being one of those guys. But it br- it got us into a conversation about favorite sitcoms, and I think it's a little bit age related. Uh, you know what? Like if you grew up in the late '70s and early '80s, yeah, WKRP would have been there. If you grew up in the oh. '90s, you know, Seinfeld uh, would certainly be in the mix. If you grew up in the early '70s, it might have been All in the Family. Do you have a couple off the top of your head, like shows that were mu- 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 must-see shows for you back in the day? I got a lot of them, man. I, all of those ones you mentioned, I grew up as a, you know, a 70s kid, so I love that. I love Welcome Back, Cotter. I, I love uh, Give Me a Break, Mel's Diner, uh, Different Strokes, Family Ties, you name it, man. No disrespect, but I think that those writers for those old shows were so brilliant. Uh, Laverne and Shirley, you name it. All those old shows, Mork and Mindy, all those old shows were amazing. The writers and the directors and the cast were awesome. They were clever. 
they were up to the minute on, on what life looked like. And I can tell you this, to this day, my dad still watches Happy Days back home in Toronto, like almost daily. Really? So, yeah, my, my dad loves Happy I love I love Happy Days too. And it's funny because I had a chance to meet Ron Howard, uh, Richie Cunningham, actually in uh, Century City in L.A. years ago, and he couldn't have been any nicer and more gracious. So, yeah, man, we were a lot of us. I mean, those shows – and you'd know this too, Stop, and same with a lot of listeners, a lot of those shows just help to to shape culture. You know, a lot of them help shape culture and, and, and our lives day-to-day. Leave it to Beaver. I mean, there's so many of them. I met the great Frank Amos, who was on Good Times as the father. On, on Good Times, I met him in Barbados, actually, visiting family. And I met him there. He was super nice. So a lot of those shows really shaped our our lives, our ch- childhood lives, day-to-day lives, and they shape culture. And WKRP in Cincinnati is hilarious with the now, late Herb Tarlick. Was, uh, was Amos in uh, – what was uh, coming to America? Too. And was he coming to America with uh, mm-hmm. – Yeah, he was – he he, Yes, correct. He had, the original the, and, yeah. and now coming to America too, yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, exactly. Yeah, he was, he was the father. He was his love interest father. Uh, and the owner of McDowell's, right, which is a spinoff of McDonald's. <laughs> so he's so good. So, I'm telling you, when I met him and and uh, and Richie Cunningham, as we know him, uh, but those they, they couldn't have been nicer people. They were so gracious and and just so appreciative. And you could just tell in my brief conversations just how much they loved their craft. And this is why both of them are still going strong to this day. Obviously. Yeah. Yeah, awesome stuff. We're joined right now by Kevin Weeks. And then, Kevin, just to coincide uh, down that path, I mentioned earlier in the show, you know, the Oilers are having their pro scouting meetings, and uh, we've got, you know, people at Texas show and say the Oilers got to find a new home for Zach Cassian. And I said, Mm -hmm. like I'm telling you right now, there's Eastern Conference teams in the NHL that I know. I know the New York Rangers are looking for toughness. Uh, I, sure. I believe I believe Brian Burke and the Pittsburgh Penguins would like somebody to counterbalance a guy like Tom mm-hmm. Wilson. So as, as a former goaltender and a guy who watches every team play in your role at the NHL Network, do you believe Cassian would – I mean, first of all, I'm not saying the Oilers should trade Cassian. I'm just telling the listeners he does have value out there. Do you agree with that? Yeah, it, it'd have to be a specific fit, but I definitely feel there's value. And – you know, stop. As you and I always ping pong weekly, on the air and off the air. Again, look at those teams for the oil, and look at the different players that have provided that over the years. Be it Shane Corson, be it Bill Garrett, be it Big George, be it um, in a different way Fernando Pasani, be it Gator, Jason Smith on the back end. I mean, you know, Asatikin and as a disruptor. Look at what he did for that team. Ken Lindsman. I mean, there's so many players. Charlie Huddy as a steady Eddie stay-at-home D-man, too. Like, those, uh, those players are so valuable. And a lot of people don't recognize that, especially in today's NHL speed skill. Oh, my God, speed skill. Oh, my God, speed skill. But, uh, you know, I had a chance to speak to the great Brian Trotche last year on the uh, – last week, excuse me, on the air, ahead of that Islanders starting of the, of the Islanders kind of series. And – he was just talking about all the different elements that they had for those great Islander teams, which, as you know, preceded the great Oilers teams. And when you have some of those elements, it changes everything. And right now, if you're seeing in the Stanley Cup playoffs right now, there's no way the Montreal Canadiens are where they are, no chance without the offseason that Mark Bergevin. Now, don't get me wrong. It took him a long time to do it. But this offseason, 
he yep. added those pieces that have grit, that have jam, that can still compete, that have either won cups like Joel Edmondson, like Corey Perry. Uh, you know, you add Tyler Toffoli. Like, you add those different players to the group, and, and it just adds jam and, and Stanley Cup rings and poise. So, yeah, right now you need toughness. In the postseason, you need toughness that can play and be a part of your group. And here's a, here's a point for you. Here's somebody that if I was the oil, I'd be looking at. And I'm not suggesting that this is a Zach Cassian swap, but I have my eyes on Trent Frederick for the Boston Bruins. And quite frankly, I've got about six former teammates in that organization, and I don't know how Trent Frederick was not in the lineup for the I agree. coming down the stretch or in the postseason. I think he's the kind of guy that'd be great with the oil. You, you know, we just had Louis on, Louis DeBrosque, and what's mm-hmm. interesting mm-hmm. to me is they made a deal uh, to go get Richie. And first, Kevin, they signed Brett Richie, and mm-hmm. he didn't pan out, and then they made the trade for Nick Richie. And I know I've mm-hmm. told the story on the air before. The Richie boys are trained by Aaron Downey, a former tough guy. Okay? Right. Downs is and, very tough. Oh, and, yeah. And uh, da- Aaron Downey's uh, little brother is married to my youngest sister. And so I've had. Oh, wow. What a small about, world. Holy smoke. Better be that. Uh, yeah. What are the chances of that happening? And I, I remember having these kind con- and he's, he's like, Bob, Brett Richie is big time tough. Nick's, he's like, Nick's got some skill. Nick was a first-round draft choice. But right. it's, it's interesting what happened in Boston because I, I, I'm kind of with you. Like, the Islanders play such a specific style. And I think, you know, Boston wore down on defense. They didn't lose that series up front. Yes, of course. But Frederick, to me, does have a different dimension and a willingness. I mean, he fought Wilson this year. Like, he's got a willingness to totally. I, I'm sure they make room for him next season. Do you not agree? They better. I mean, because I, th- I really felt like he was missing in their bottom six. Yes, your point, the injuries decimated them on defense, especially to Carlo on the back end and Kevin Miller, who's super tough, by the way. But I got to tell you, no Trent Frederick running around. Good kid, plays hard. St. Louis born and raised, can scrap. Excellent on the forecheck. And especially in their bottom six, which kind of dried up for them in a weird way, the, specifically the third line with Charlie Coyle. I think that he would have added a different dimension to them. And, look, this time of year, we always talk about his stuff. This time of year is when you need to have some some plow horses in your lineup. You need some of them. You need some of the Clydesdales that can that can get in on a forecheck. Patty Maroon, listen, Patty Maroon is a great example. You know, I always say, we got 8 billion people in the world. There's one person on planet Earth that has a chance to three-peat for the Stanley Cup, and that's Patty Maroon. There was one person last year on planet Earth, one, that was a repeat cup champ. That was Patty Maroon. So those types of players this time of year, they're so valuable to any team. No question about it. All right, now let's get into some goaltending. Kevin Weeks joining us from the NHL Network. Kevin, is it the Islanders' system, the Islanders' approach to goaltending, some of the goaltending coaches, the overseers at the top of the food chain? What is it that... You know, makes them, a t- you know, like wherever Barry Trotz goes, and Barry's had a goaltending coach with him every step of the way. Mm-hmm. But Mitch Corn, yep. Mitch Corn, uh, he's mm-hmm. the, the goaltender whisperer, it appears. What is it about? Mm-hmm. Is What do you think it is? How much of it is Mitch? How much of it is the defensive approach that Barry has? What do you think it is? Mm-hmm. First of all, it's a combination, but it also starts at the top. You know, in this instance with Lou, having played for Lou in, in Jersey as I did and just seeing how he was with even pre-Marty, with Sean Burke, Chris Terreri, then Marty, Mike Dunham. You go down the list of the goalies that have come out of there. 
under Lou's watch, and then Lou goes to Long Island, and so does Barry Trotz. And Trotz was that same way in Nashville. Had to be as an expansion team, especially when they're a budget expansion team, and I mean that too by way of their, their salary payroll for years. Um, and he had great success in Nashville in terms of having teams that were competitive on, on lower budget in terms of salary spend on players. And then when he went to Washington, it's the same thing. They had that goalie factory. Mitch Korn was there. Again, with him, they developed all those goalies. Keep in mind, Varlamov was drafted by Washington. A lot of people don't remember that. He was a first-round pick. My agent, Paul Tiafanis, out of New York, had Varlamov since he was a 16-year-old kid in Russia. So has him to this day. So you, you draft Varlamov, you draft this kid out of dub uh, by the name of uh, Braden Holpe, who turned out to be okay. And then, and then, and then you also had Michael Neuvert. Like they hit for the trifecta. Yep. Right. They hit for the trifecta there, and you know, of course, then they end up winning the Stanley Cup with Holpe and stuff. But that's been that's been a big part of their blueprint, and they do the same thing now in, in Long Island. To your point, Miss Corn oversees the goalie department. Piero Greco, who I've known since I was eight years old, growing up in Toronto, is their main goalie coach, and uh, and under under Coach Trotz and Lane Lambert's defensive system. The team as a whole play very well defensively and very responsible defensively, but also they, uh, they prioritize the goaltending position as well. It's not an afterthought. They give them all the resources to be successful and the structure to be successful. So Sorokin's been awesome, and obviously Varlamov, I thought, should have uh, and very well could have been a Vezina Trophy finalist as well based on his season. That said, are they playing against the best goaltender in the league right now in Andre Vasilevsky? Yeah, Vasi, look, guys and, and girls and ladies and boys, I got to tell you, Andre Vasilevsky, imagine this, okay? For those of us that know, I grew up in Toronto playing, seeing the great, the evolution of the great Eric Lindros. You saw how big and powerful and jacked and strong he was and how he changed the game, right? Like a modern day Gordie Howe player in, you know, in, in the 90s. He wore number 88. You have a goalie who's built like him, who wears his number but plays goal. That's Andre Vasilevsky. Like that's what that's what's crazy about it. He's about six four, two thirty five at about five or six percent body fat. He's built like the Big E. He wears his number. Flexibility off the charts. Arguably the most flexible goalie in the league. Arguably the fastest, maybe next to Flurry, quickest goalie in the league. Power, agility, skill, technique, and, and he battles on pucks, and he's an absolute thoroughbred that's foaming at the mouth to get better every single day. And I remember when their goalie coach, Franch Jean, when he drafted him, he's like, we see this is the guy. I'm like, seriously, he's like, we see hands down this is the guy. Which brings me to this stuff. You've been banging the drum on uh, Kosa yep. out of, the, out of the, uh, the Oil Kings. And here's a little nugget for you. Some of the people and some of the so-called experts that we have, and of course there's room for different opinions, but some of the experts are, I'll never drop the goalie in the first round. There's no way. I'll never take a goalie in the first round. What are you talking about? I'm back, on the, I'm back at the cottage on the lake on the boat. Don't bother me. I'm not drafting a goalie in the first round. I'm like, oh, okay. Well, of the four starters that remain right now in the semifinal, all four of them are first-round picks. <laughs> I'm telling all you. four of them. I'm telling you, Kosa's going in the first round. And it's an interesting... I'm with you. He, you know what? He grew up in Fort McMurray, so you know Alberta because yeah. the family, yeah. the family connection with the, that's Absolutely. Someone, someone in your life. He grew mm-hmm. up fast. This kid grew up fast. He's a mature mm-hmm. kid. He And he doesn't take 
any BS, okay? So he is not your aw shucks, you know, yeah, thanks type, per, you know, 17, 18-year-old kid. He's a mature, he's 18. He's a mature. Right. Right? So there are, you know, sometimes, you know, I... I hear some, wow, geez, you know, we thought he was a little direct in his approach in his Zoom call. And I'm like, yeah. Well, that's what you want. What do you want him to be? Indirect? <laughs> like, 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 honest to God, like, what do you want him to be? Like, that's, that's, that, that tells you more about those people than it does about I, him. I, I, you, know, know. you know that stuff. You know, people are like, oh, just be honest. I just want people that are honest and you're honest and they're like, I hate you. Yeah. <laughs> like, what? Well, I'll be I'll be honest for every listener right now listening to the show, okay? The Oilers have the 19th yeah. pick. I would yeah. be elated if Edmonton got Sebastian Cosa at 19th. I think it would be an unbelievable. Totally. You know, we're all looking, you know, when's the last? I mean, they drafted Grant Fuhr in the first round. They drafted Devin Dubnik in the first round. Doobie. Those, those yeah. guys both turned out to be first-round picks. They stuck with one. Yeah. They didn't stick with the other. This guy's ceiling. This guy will be in the NHL at 21. I'm telling you that right now. He'll play next year. I believe be, that. He'll play next yeah. year WHL and be Canada's goal. He'll be on Team Canada for the World Juniors in Edmonton. The year after, he'll be in the A as a 20. And the year after that, he'll yeah. be in the NHL. He's not good. Well, to that point, look at Spencer Knight. Look what Florida did with Spencer Knight, right? Like yep. you, you know, you give them credit. I told my man, Roberto Luongo, who's still in their organization, they're in the front office now. I was like, that's brilliant. You guys drafted Spencer Knight. You saw how quick his trajectory was. And he was up in the league this year, not only up in the league going 4 0 in the regular season, but playing in the postseason, fresh out of Boston College, fresh off of the World Juniors this past December. Yeah. Like, and on the other so end he was of it, 19. you have a little bit. So he was 19. Yeah. It's yeah. crazy. And, and they, have, they have another late bloomer in the, in the goalie that was playing for Team Canada, Devin Levi, yes. who was at the other end of that World Junior game, was spectacular. I mean, that guy played tier two. This was his freshman year. Um, well, his freshman year in Northeastern in, uh, in Boston, NCAA. But that guy was playing tier two. That would be like somebody playing for the Brooks Bandits. And then going and playing World Junior, like that's amazing. You know what I mean? That's awesome. So it, that just goes to the show, man. When you develop and you draft properly at that position, it can really uh, it can help to transform your franchise for sure. So I think that challenges the, the conventional wisdom that you can't. Some people have about not saying that they can't take or they wouldn't take a goal in the first round. I think that that's pretty uh, ill advised, if you ask me. All right, final question for Kevin Weeks for Canadian Power Pack, Alberta's leader in electrical construction service, electrical prefabrication, solar. How tough are those off-speed pitches like the one that uh, Marc-Andre Fleury faced last night on the shot that was healed from the high slot, I believe it was on the Tyler Toffoli goal? Yeah, those are tough, man. Those off-speeds are, are the worst. I mean, you watch hitters in baseball. Anytime you got somebody that can throw change-ups and or knuckleballs and, and have good command of them or breaking balls, it, it it buckles a lot of batters, and it's the same thing with goalies because goalies aren't accustomed to seeing those. You know, once you're you're playing at elite levels of hockey, you know shooters every practice. Your own teammates come in and, and they want to throw heaters, clappers, one timers, you name it. They don't want to shoot anything off speed. In fact, a lot of them don't even want to take backhands. That's why it's so hard for goalies to stop backhands because number one, you can't read the release point the same way, and number two. They're so foreign to your eye because how many backhands are you going to see in a practice? Maybe 15, 20, maybe, maybe 25 out of maybe 300, 400 shots. So it's the same thing with those off-speed, uh, those off-speed shots. They, they just handcuff goalies because you're anticipating heat, and then they throw a little muffin in there, and uh, it, it, it messes you up always.
It's going to be a beauty here watching it the rest of the way. Kevin, thank you for your time. We'll hook up next week. Stoff, I'm going to say thanks for having me on, buddy, and thanks to you, Oilers fans. And also, if any of you are in Red Deer, if any of you are in Red Deer, make sure you go and see our Auntie Penny's Cutie Pies Bakery out in Red Deer. I haven't given them a shout-out yet, but I had to this week. So make sure you go see them and tell, uh, tell Penny that Kevin and Meg sent you there. Awesome stuff. Way to slide in a free plug. <laughs> and why not? You know, it's all in the family. Come it's on. All, it's all good. There you go. Nice work, Kevin. Thanks for your all time. Right. Thanks for having me. Right. You bet. That's Kevin Weeks for the NHL Network for Canadian Power Pack, Alberta's leader in electrical construction and service, electrical <laughs> refabrication and solar. Hey, golfers. That's right. Hey, golfers. Looking for a great VIP golf trip? You can join New West Travel on a four-day golf getaway in the spectacular mountains at Whistler, B.C. The package includes airfare on a private WestJet charter with a complimentary open bar and meals, three nights in a deluxe suite hotel, four rounds of five-star golfing in the coastal mountains, and a New West Travel golf tournament package with prizes. All transfers can book now and get a free upgrade to a one-bedroom suite. To book your tea time, reach out to New West Travel at newwesttravel.com. We'll take a quick time out, come back with your Oilers Now prospect report. Did Kevin Weeks just do it? Scott Arthur Millwork in cabinetry when we come back on Oilers Now. Hi, this is Zach Cassian from your Edmonton Oilers, and you're listening to Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer on 630 Ched. Cassie, that conversation will continue here in Oilers Now. Into our Oilers Now prospect report brought to you by Scott Arthur Millwork and Cabinetry. A legacy of excellence. Make your new dream home or custom renovation a reality. Visit scottarthurmillwork.com today. Here's Brendan Escott. Yeah, Winnipeg Ice defenseman Carson Lambos. He was a very high draft pick for them in the Bantam draft. I believe second overall. Uh, has played the last couple of seasons there. 32 points in, uh, or last, yeah, just one season there actually. Uh, 32 points in 57 games for him as a rookie. Represented Canada at the U-17 teens uh, in 2020 uh, is an alternate on this team but was playing in uh, in La Liga this season as a matter of fact uh, they're under 20 teams so uh, we'll see where he goes he's ranked um, where is he here NHL's central scouting yeah he'll be somewhere I, I imagine Bob for him 10, 11, 12, somewhere in toward the end of the lottery for this player. Uh, half a point a game guy in the WHL and one of, uh, a, part of a pretty good Winnipeg Ice program there with a lot of the top prospects out of the Bantam draft. Well, Kootenay was terrible there for a while and they're in a much better place right now with Winnipeg. It's going to be interesting uh, to see uh, exactly how it all shakes out. We will tell you, Corey Promen's going to come on from the Athletic Tuesday at 1.30 on Oilers Now. We'll get his thoughts on the upcoming draft and uh, it's it's interesting there's lots of chatter right now on uh, Sebastian Kosa of course uh, he's not the uh, only goaltender there's a goaltender out of Sweden as well um, uh, Wallstadt who is uh, right there with Kosa both expected to go in the top say 20 of the NHL draft uh, Kevin Weeks uh, just pointed me out to uh, a, a stat that was out there last night courtesy of Josh Bell uh, I would never draft a goalie in the first round. That was sort of the, the perception of hockey Twitter. Uh, Marc-Andre Fleury went first overall in 2003. He's going up against Carey Price, who went fifth overall in 2005. Uh, Simeon Varlamov went uh, 23rd overall in 2006. And Andre Vasilevsky went 19th overall in 2012. So all four goaltenders 
first round draft choices we will head off to a global news weather traffic update when we come back out of montreal uh edmonton sporting icon montreal based media personality the former heavyweight champ of the nhl george larock oilers now with bob Stoffer. weekdays at noon on oilers radio 6 30 chad